0: Hey, Gwen. Hey, what's up? It's been a crazy week. Speaking of what's (laughs) up, what's up is video games.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I've been, you have to understand. I, so two things are happening right now. I have taken on more work than I should. I haven't figured out how to offload it. I am personally crunching, like have been for a while quietly just working a lot. Uh, And so I barely keep up with the news. And I don't really know what's going on. But even I can't miss what's going on right now. Like, Games Twitter is all over whatever is going down with the launch of Cyberpunk.
0: It's been crazy. So, I mean, everyone who's listening to this is going to know this has been, like, the biggest story. So I don't really need to recap. But just in case, the, the game came out and there was all sorts of drama around the reviews. Because internet people were all mad that it didn't get 10 out of 10 from everyone which that's a whole thing and then it yeah. came out and it was kind of buggy i got it on pc fortunately because uh someone who watches my streams uh bought me a copy of it which was very nice of them and
1: i was told there was a bunch of drama too around like the 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 representation of trans people and so forth like i don't know how big that was it true. Was def- like i definitely got told about that
0: yeah no that's very true i know i know, that was like i remember that from like pre-release because there was some stuff that was shown from that like there's a yeah it's not great for that whole, <laughs> for the whole thing in general and yeah then the game was super buggy it wasn't too buggy when i played it uh but if you were playing it Did you play it, it on PC? Yes, I was playing not a high-end yeah. PC so it doesn't look great. Like the my version of it looks like like it looks like what the current gen consoles look like. It's not as buggy and broken as playing it on a current gen console. Not current gen anymore actually is it? I guess they're last gen. PS4 and Xbox One. So playing it on those is apparently a terribly buggy experience. So
1: See Again, I don't have time to like play this and judge for myself, so I don't know. I do I had a lot of thoughts when this came out, one of them being like, well, if it's buggy, play on Stadia. Isn't that what Stadia is for? Yeah. But it looks like because the because of all of what this game is, the crunch that went into it, the bad publicity around it leading up to launch, even Google's kind of I don't feel like Stadia has been beating the drum of, "Hey, play this game on our platform." I think everybody is distancing themselves from this game.
0: Yeah. They did for like a hot minute. Like when it first came out and it was like, oh, it, it's kind of broken <laughs> and it really doesn't look... Unless you've got one of the brand new like $500, 700 graphics cards, it doesn't look like the way they kept showing us it was going to look. And there was a hot minute where Stadia were like, hey, it looks pretty good on Stadia. Maybe it runs well there. Maybe check it out. But then it seemingly just became more and more broken and people were getting angrier to the point which leading to the big bomb of news that managed to make just the BBC news, like just (laughs) TV news here in the UK was reporting on it, which is Sony pulling it from the PlayStation store for both the PS5 and the PS4 and offering refunds to everyone that had purchased it.
1: I, I saw okay, here's here's my I've heard devs talking about this behind the scenes. Apparently C D Project Red panicked and said, if you want to refund, you can just refund it. And like didn't maybe maybe didn't work that out with Sony. And Sony's like, well, what's the word
0: on the street? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, if you're gonna make them ref if you're gonna allow them to refund it, then we don't wanna sell them anymore. And then Sony pulled it from the store. Yeah.
0: Whew. That so a uh, a week maybe days before this whole thing, yeah. CD Projekt Red put out something saying, and this was, I I posted it in uh, your Discord, Gwen, which people can join. Mm-hmm. And it was a it was a bit from the BBC News where they're quoting the statement that CD Projekt Red put out, where they say perhaps we should have focused more on making oh, the gameplay better. And it's this it's this news re- this news reader ass news reader throwing so much because you know how horrible the news is in the world at the moment so it's like oh there's an easy target as a news reader i can go like hmm yeah she literally said this is the best quote i've heard all day maybe we should have focused on that
1: (laughs) oh my god all i feel is empathy and pain for the people that were crunching on this game like all I, i don't know how to describe it every every time a news article comes out i can't imagine being the dev on this team that crunched for years and believed in this because so much of the game comes together in those last moments. And that mad mm. scramble at the end to fix all those bugs and get it all together and how that just didn't happen because this is such a big open world game and it was yeah. so ambitious that it's, this, it's not some well-established American studio. It's you know the biggest studio in Poland where there really isn't a lot of game dev and they have a different culture than we do. And just everything around it is like it's just so painful i don't know how to describe it like to to can you imagine believing in this game and working on it and being probably told you have to crunch and crunching and squeezing your your every last little everything you got and putting it into this and then having this pancake of a launch because Mm. honestly like you most of these devs they work on the build and they work on the pc SKU. we don't when you're at a large studio like that you don't test at the very end you test every change on every platform um like when we were closing out uh bioshock infinite it was impossible after content lock if we fixed a bug we had to test that bug on every platform which took about mm. like testing a bug would take about three or four hours um testing a bug and fix then you've got
0: to do that yeah. over and over again on each platform
1: no, no i mean totaled for all the platforms like say oh, you yes, make a change yeah. you check it in you kick the build machine uh and then you you test it on each of the different platforms you have a dev kit for each platform at your desk the whole process mm. takes a couple hours it's just not trivial um I, and I, I, to be fair i don't know how big like irrational we were working on a single player game it was not a big open world game like this i don't even know how a big open world game like this does this oh man
0: yeah, it's, it's crazy. And, like, because I feel like I can't think of big, high-profile things where a company like PlayStation have taken it from the store because they're getting so much... Like, because I was only thinking of it from a customer service standpoint, where I could see being in charge of all these refunds and all these complaints coming our way that you might be like, just take it off. Like, we it, it's... We're losing more money than we're making and we're causing more work constantly. yeah so can we just remove it like that would be a thing but I can't think of that happening before like a, a one doesn't spring to mind like people have been talking about like Fallout 76 and no man's sky.
1: No man's Sky I would say no man's Sky was the last time I felt like this where I actually felt goosebumps and sick to my stomach and felt myself in the position of the developers. like I can't yeah. and they turned it around god damn did they, they did. turn that around over but, this
0: whole generation they have yeah Yeah.
1: how do you turn around a big multi-platform like a big multi-platform open world game like this where the kinds of bugs they're getting are very diverse from what i'm looking at here oh, i don't yeah. see any quick fixes here and like how do you like i oh God, i have goosebumps right now just thinking about it like reading the news and seeing everybody shit on your work and the absolute bloodbath on reddit and all the mm-hmm. vitriol in the world and then being told hey look we need to crunch and fix this like how do you crunch how do you how do you get it together enough to fix what they have right now
0: Whew. yeah that's going to be tough i mean this was this was like the messiah of video games for the last few years cyberpunk rose up to be like this is the one we're all extremely excited about Even like No Man's Sky, though, like people were excited about No Man's Sky. And when it came out, it was like a, this is underwhelming my expectations by like a by like a bunch. Yeah, it's still I still feel that the game wasn't like it it didn't crash. Like it wasn't it wasn't so bad that Sony got rid of it. You know what I mean? Like even Fallout 76, it was broken, but you could play it and it, it worked like yeah, it, I was you about know to
1: say the open world games always launch with a ton of bugs like i'm thinking back yeah. to skyrim there was loads of bugs in skyrim but i guess it's just i haven't played this it must just be on a different level
0: i mean the only ones i can think of that generally don't i guess are like a grand theft auto like those tend to come out pretty correct like and they're they're pretty big so i don't know but then red dead redemption 2 i feel like had some bugs but not Nowhere near to this scale, mm-hmm. like it was. Uh, yeah, it's it's been crazy. I think just the fact, cause it launching buggy and disap- like being disappointing to people because of that. I was like, okay, that's that is a big shame, but it's not like an earth shattering, whoa. But the t- the time PlayStation comes out and says we've just removed it, you can't buy it for on the PlayStation now. It's unprecedented. Until, well, they haven't even said until when. They were just like, it's gone. Yeah. I guess it will go back once they consider it is a state of being fixed, but like it that it's so broken because I guess the that everyone on the PS5 was also playing the same version as everyone on the PS4 cuz it sort it launched and then they were promising a next gen update to yeah. come. So yeah, everyone was playing the same kind of broken version but apparently playing it on the ps4 and on the xbox one it's still for it's a console exclusive on the xbox right now so
1: this is gonna start some serious conversations about cert uh like what is what is the role of cert because cert back in the day meant like we cert used to have teeth cert does not have teeth anymore mm. that's been true for a while um and games like what do you mean oh i i mean getting through search is just significantly easier than it used to be. The, the TRCs the things that they check, even for a game like Kine, they're mostly just looking for, can you play the game from beginning to end? And does it hurt the console in any way? I mean, there was a Mm. time when, um, if back in the day, if a game had bugs, people would call Microsoft or Sony and they'd be, they would assume it was the console. Now when a game has bugs, gamers assume that it's the game. And so because of that, console makers don't have to work as hard um they're, they're huh. like well uh, we the gamers know it's your fault so so long as you don't um
0: <laughs> I get a cold May. yeah so yeah. The,
1: the things that consoles check are kind of irritating like what if somebody plugs in and then unplugs a second controller while the this cutscene is happening like they'll check stuff mm. like that which is just like what the f- uh and so that's the kind of stuff that you tend to deal with it's stuff that's very specific to the hardware um mm. It's not so much like, is your game a pleasant experience? That's just not what Cert has been for quite a while. In fact, there's been, um, not only Cert like, uh, one of the most interesting things about this that's flying a little bit under the radar is there's a, there's a review aggregator that I actually kind of like called OpenCritic. Um,
0: Hmm. I've heard of that. I don't think I've ever used it, but I've heard of it.
1: I found out about it because the Epic Game Store uses it, whereas most other places use Metacritic. Um, metacritic it, metacritic has some like they more heavily weight certain publications there's a yeah. there's a very like uh, in it's arguably how do i put it 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 tends to care more about certain publications than other ones you can game it like if you have enough money you can pay a pr company to go pick only the like IGN Italy and the places that will review games high highly and you huh. can kind of like juice your Metacritic score by five to ten points actually if you huh. if you hire a good PR company. Um so yeah Metacritic's always kinda been a little bit bullshit. Uh
0: <laughs> sounds it by that like logic.
1: Yeah. And like well I mean Mike Rose did a great tweet thread on this at one point where he's like, I thought mm. about it and I was like, I wanna hire <laughs> I want to hire Metacritic on the Switch. And so I went and it turns out you can just see which are the places that tend to like you can go online and Google it and find the, the publications that tend to rate things higher on the Switch and then just only send codes to them. It's like he just he just basically mm. blew open the fact that like, yeah, that's what most PR companies that are worth their salt do. Like he just pointed out how it actually works. Um, anyway, OpenCritic oh, is kind of cool because they don't have that open critic also tends to aggregate all their platforms so metacritic will have um when you submit a review to metacritic you submit on pc and then on ps4 and then on xbox one and so forth on on mm. OpenCritic, they just take all of the reviews from all the platforms and put them together and so that's,
0: yeah yeah that's kind of more useful honestly to me as a consumer looking to, very quickly
1: but here's the one situation that that made them really gave them pause right because this is a game that this game only gave s- one of the things Cyberpunk did was they only gave PC review keys out to the press.
0: So yes. the press had high no high end idea. PCs. Yeah.
1: A- and anybody in the press that print that printed like hey this game's kind of buggy the gamer backlash was intense as it always is. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. like gamers- GameSpot
0: gave it a 7 out of 10 and they people wanted blood. Yeah. Like it was crazy and I was like 7 out of 10 is good. You know that right? Like
1: it's mention- not a bad
0: review. And they
1: mentioned the bugs. Like, they were honest. The reviewers did their yeah. jobs as best they could. And the reviewers were not given keys for the consoles because that would have been Nor far worse, weren't. right? Um,
0: have you I- seen the IGN review for the console version? Oh, I'm sh.
1: I, I bet it's low. Is it low? Yeah,
0: they gave it a four out of 10.
1: Well, yeah, they're- it's safe to do that now, now that they're.
0: Yeah. Now everyone's it, mad.
1: Yeah, like now they can. Now they don't have to worry about the backlash. Man, the gamer backlash online mm. is just terrifying.
0: Oh, it was ridiculous. No one had even played it yet, and they were they were willing to like go out and destroy everyone and everything. And it was like you haven't even played this video game yet, and you are defending it. And now that it's buggy, now you're gonna destroy everyone that had anything to do with it, despite it being your messiah last week. But whatever yeah that's I, kids for you i guess
1: i don't know i these these extremely hyped games i mean part of it is we've, we're a very stressed out society largely locked in oh, the, the pressures that pushed us to that imagine working at cd like imagine running this game like put yourself in the, the shoes of the the business people that ran this not that i think they deserve a significant amount of empathy but but do put yourself mm. in their shoes like You will never have a moment like this again. The entire world is in lockdown. There is no competition. You have investors who are like, this is the moment. Launch this game. You've already delayed it several times. Every time you delay the game, the vitriol online is intense.
0: Yeah, it was huge. Uh,
1: Every time they delayed, they had so much backlash. Um, It's hard to say, hey, we need to delay this again and buy quite a bit. Because we finished the game. Because let's be real, you finish a game, and then you test the game, and then you you lock out everybody from content and you fix the bugs. And I was hoping that's where they were. That's when you should start really slipping, like when you're like, oh, mm. we looked into it. We know our burn down. We have, you know, more twenty thousand yeah. bugs remaining. <laughs> uh, at our average bug close rate, we're going to need about this much time. Like that's when you start. That's when you are way more confident about your deadlines. I'm guessing they like. I don't know if they got to that point i don't know if they had a separate team spun up for each of the consoles like engineering wise i don't know how they did this there's gonna be a book on this someday
0: man yeah more than likely like it's i remember one of the delays was like the hand-to-hand combat isn't good we're gonna we're gonna redo that and that seems pretty major that's like, not like yeah do. that's
1: not a delay like that's <laughs> that, i mean that's a delay yeah, right? but that like you finish the game, you roll the content people off the game. uh, You, you shrink the team and then you have your closers and your closers have to work for, and that's usually when the real crunch starts. That's when crunch isn't supposed Mm. to be for the whole studio. You're not crunching when you're dreaming up new systems. You're not, you're not supposed to like some studios do that. That's a longer conversation that, and to be Mm. fair, I'm the worst. Like I'm probably not, I work like a, a lot. Um, but I mean, I, I see you the sure spoils do. in my work. Yeah. I go back and forth on how guilty I feel about that at times. Like if I grow this studio, I need to change and be a better role model or whatever. Um, because I, I do, I, I do work a lot. Um, Don't and do I, as you do.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and I definitely <laughs> come, like this is, that's why this week has been really just whiplash of feelings for me. I'm like, I'm sitting here on a Sunday mm. working it. <laughs> working 10 hour days every day and uh, like reading this stuff about how evil crunch is i'm like yeah crunch is evil i would never do that to people I'll do it to myself though no problem doing it oh, God.
0: T- <laughs> yeah fuck me well, yeah, I'm, like, I'm gonna do
1: it it's <laughs> like what else am i gonna do i'm locked like i would actually be mad like i i was talking to my friend uh about the the date i'm supposed to hit and i'm talking about like yeah mm. man this is kind of nuts i don't know if i can pull this off i've got a I've really, I'm pretty confident that I've got about 125 days of work and I've got about 130 days to do them. And that gives me five days off. And he's like, trying to talk me down, like, just move your date now. Just do it now. And I'm like,
0: ah, yeah, five. what am I going to do? I'm locked
1: in. (laughs) Like, I can't go anywhere. Let me just work. It's the only thing bringing me joy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is that, I guess.
1: Uh, but so like on the one hand i've got this feeling that i feel personally but on the other hand it's like you don't do that Mm. on the company level you definitely don't No. oh my god like
0: mm. i mean i would feel like if i was a manager of people i certainly would not want to be doing that like that would be a strong aim of mine to be like yeah let's not let's try and set goals that are actually achievable with i mean you know at times we're gonna have to work hard but like
1: yeah, I mean, the other thing is a lot of the cliches, I tend to do the opposite. Like, I tend to actually overestimate how long things will take because I assume the first couple of things mm. won't work. And I'm just a very risk averse person. And so my estimates yeah. tend to sometimes be overestimates. So
0: That's I'm. That's fine. I'm I'll always little... take that. Then you finished early. That's all good.
1: Yeah, but like, yeah, I don't know. I've. I need to change. I know that. Um, I. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, I was just. It's painful. It's painful right now, mm. looking at what's going on with, mm. it, with this team.
0: I mean, Jesus. Yeah, I that, that has not got to be easy to be a part of that team putting that video game out. Because like you say, the the gaming world and enough of the world that it made the news was looking towards this giant video game that was coming out and was going to be, here it is. Don't worry, everyone. It's the big video game of the year. And yeah, it it like... If you were playing it on a PlayStation 4, it crashed on the reg. Like I've by all accounts of everyone that has played it, like it would just lock up, crash. Pretty often. Like there's there's a bug they've just found on the I think on the PC version as well, where if you have too many items in your uh inventory, it deletes your save game. Yeah. So it's <clears throat> <laughs> It's if crazy. The, if the save game reaches over a certain amount of megabytes, it deletes Just like, oh, great.
1: It's crazy how different the platforms are in terms of how Mm. rigorous it is to get through CERT. And it's crazy how different the experience was getting through CERT on Bioshock Infinite versus something like Kine. Uh, Because when you... I mean, the leverage you have when you're working on a game that's highly anticipated. Yes. uh, You're not... (laughs) For one thing, you you probably have an agreement where you're supposed to launch on all the consoles at the same time. And for the even if you didn't, mm-hmm. if you went to them and said, "Okay, we're breaking our agreement. We just won't come out on your console," I guess everybody that wants this will have to buy it on the other console. Like
0: yeah.
1: the executives that are working at the console that lost Cyberpunk would have, the heads would have rolled. Like yeah. no, uh, CD Projekt Red had the power to make this game get through cert. And they could always promise a day one patch. And more and more, this is so normal. You get waivers in anticipation of a day one patch. Um, Mm. My little indie games don't get that (laughs) at all. No, I
0: bet, right? I bet Sony are not banking console sales on it. So it's like, yeah, probably not, right? Uh, That's interesting about how how you're saying how this affects. Because that was something I saw someone say on Twitter. Like, what effect is this going to have on certification? And I can't say as... As a consumer, I'd massively thought about that. Like, what do do you feel this is going to make? I mean, because it's crazy that Sony have had to take a game off their store after it's been so massively well. It's gonna
1: it's gonna give more power to the people who's who are QAing these games in the cert side of things. Yes, because they can be because now Mm. they can hold up Cyberpunk and be like, yeah, okay, we say it can't go through cert. You're putting pressure on us to go through cert. We're testing this game under quarantine. Which is not the ideal solution. and Like, this is not the ideal situation to be pushing stuff through cert. It's very difficult to test right now. Mm. And you're saying you want this game and we're telling you it's buggy? Fine. Have another cyberpunk situation. Like, that just gives... This is going to be the cautionary tale that gives some people at those places a lot of power. Absolutely. In my opinion.
0: But, how, like, so you you see certification becoming... Like, the people that are doing the QA, like you say, are going to be able to say, yeah, we really don't want to be that game. But also, do you think, like, a Sony or... I mean, you haven't really heard... The only thing I've heard from Microsoft is that they've said, yes, you can get refunds. But, like, a Sony or Microsoft will now be more stringent on their QA? Because now they can say, well, we don't want to have to take this game off of our store and give everyone ever a refund
1: because um, i tell you it's
0: hard to get a refund off of the playstation store i've done yeah. it once it's tough
1: i mean it's hard to say what'll happen if i had to guess i would say for the next year cert is going to be very uh onerous for the next especially big triple a games um mm. i would guess that that's true just because neither sony nor microsoft want the bad press of launching another game like this
0: well yeah there's that that's <laughs> that's not ideal as the i mean i don't know if they were positioning this as a system seller but it certainly certainly was a very big tempo game for both of them so mm. Mm. yeah so i imagine certification will have to get harder but like it's also just interesting to see how it how badly it does run on the on those uh, like now older systems Cause it runs badly, and like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I when you see, like, I saw a photograph comparing what it looks like on a current gen or a last gen, sorry, a last gen console to what it looks like on the high end uh, ray traced RTX PCs, and I was like, wow, <laughs> it's like two different video games. It was crazy. Like, and I know, I get, I get, I get it. It's like this is a this is a newer system, but it looked. So different. Like it and it looked more like that on my PC. So when I saw how different everything looked on the other ones, I was like, whoa. Okay. That's what the videos look like. like that's what that's what the game looked like initially. So yeah, I it's interesting to know how it gets so drastically different between those two and it re- at the moment at the very least, I don't know whenever they're going to release the, the next gen patch for these games where it will allegedly look better and look more like it does on a high-end pc but like it is it is different and it's man. just interesting to know how it got like so so different it, it's a oh
1: god this hurts man <laughs> it sucks mm. it sucks to even talk about this it feels like dog piling to be honest um but the way it the Op- there's an art to optimization. there's an art to going through and finding where um, which textures you can compress and which ones you can't there's uh, it's like a fun puzzle sometimes figuring out how can I <clears throat> how can I change around fundamentally how animations are loaded so that we don't have to load all of these animations into memory because you don't have the shotgun in this area of the map um, there's mm-hmm. there's a setting up your streaming and how things stream in and out is a real skill and it's something that you dig into um and obviously like graphics programming taking the time to really make to make sure you're leveraging the console in the correct ways um so that you can get a high fidelity beautiful game even though you have uh, you know like hardware that's not technically as good so when you make something for pc um you're you're making something for a wide variety of kinds of hardware uh but the hardware will typically at the end of a, of a generation the hardware will be better and so it will look good whereas when you're making something for the ps3 you take the time and you dig in and you see okay we don't we don't have as strong of hardware but what we do have is we know exactly what we're building to so let's build something that takes advantage of this as much as possible and that's a skill mm-hmm. and it's a skill that's important and um the the, tendly, the the people that do that, they they come on at the end and, and they really make that thing shine. I mean, there's obviously work that happens all along the way, but really it's in those final hours when you get those content people, when they're gone and you're like, you're no longer trying to hit a moving target. And you know, like, okay, uh, if you set up your streaming volumes ahead of time, you know, people add and cut scenes and move things around. And it, there's a, you can't really optimize until the end. And the end when you know where everything is and, and that that's the moment when you can set up streaming volumes properly, and that's the moment when you can mm. optimize and really dig in and pull out what does need to be loaded at any given time on a console. Um, it's this is a this is a really important skill, and it's a really important art. And if you don't have the time to do that, one thing you can always do is just bring the sledgehammer. Like, okay, look. We don't know. We can't load. Te- we can't make sure we only have the textures we need right here. We don't have time to set up the streaming volumes. What we can do is cut texture resolution in half across the board. Fuck it. Like, and that's the mm. that's a sledgehammer. And so what you're seeing is a sledgehammer right now. I think, if I had to guess, you're seeing a lot of decisions yeah. that are like, okay, compress it. Okay, globally do X, Y, Z. and that's what you have to do sometimes, just to. Like, if you're out of time, it, you know, like, a decision had to be made, I guess. Uh, it, it's yeah so painful to talk about this. Uh, yeah,
0: I, like, I I can't think of an example, like, in a while of a video game that's so, like, especially the more and more you discuss things like that and describe it, like, how painfully, how early it is.
1: I, I mean, I, I can, because you see this a lot with launch titles. Uh, a lot of times the games that launch, True. the first few games on a platform are always, uh, they were building for the previous platform and they didn't get the dev kits until like six months before launch or maybe a year if you're they're lucky. Like the, the titles mm. that are going to drop, well, that are dropping, that are exclusive, I don't even know what they are, the, the exclusive launch titles for a <laughs> console thing. are always not taking as much advantage of the console because the console didn't exist when these games were being conceived. They didn't have their graphics yeah. programmers and they're digging and figuring out what they can do and how to take advantage of them, you know? And so it is always like the the first few games, like for the first year of a console's life, those are not going to be the prettiest games. The prettiest games will come after a year. Mm. That's always been the case.
0: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It, it's 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 unusual that it that this particular game works worse on the consoles that have been out for longer, but I don't know. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. Like I, cause again, I'm no expert. I have no idea, but it definitely, the more, especially the more and more you discuss how these things tend to work. It definitely sounds more and more, which is ov- the, the obvious thing that everyone's been discussing, but it definitely sounds like they just ran out of time and the game just had to come out and did. And, uh, yeah it yeah, wasn't done
1: I, again i don't I'm not in Poland. I don't know what they're going through. I'm just speculating like everybody yeah, is no. speculating, and that's gotta be hard like for the the people that are mm. just quietly sitting in their studio listening to this like what do you do if you work there right now?
0: <sighs> keep working on it is what it sounds like they're they're saying publicly they're going to do is yeah. just that they're going to keep working on it. Until it is till it is done. But I, yeah, from a morale perspective, you spent so long building up to that launch. Like, this game's been in development for, a, that I've been aware of, about seven years or so? Six or seven years, I think, Cyberpunk first got announced. As, like, this is something CD Projekt Red are working on. So, obviously, that's not going to be continuous development, but it, it's been...
1: Oh, God. And it's hard. Announced for that it's long. It's hard because you have to, when you're working on a game that is so expensive, you need to kind of test the market and see if the market wants it. And so you do teasers, like how you see mm. these teasers for the next Dragon Age. Uh, the marketing yes. team puts something yeah. together. They're te- the marketing team is testing, like, how how hungry is the market for this? And are we marketing this properly? Does it, is this image more evocative or this image? And they start doing that years before the game launches while the team is still figuring out what they're making. Um mm. and yeah and it leads and it's important because you need to you need to know how to market the game you, you're you're spending so much money on this game you need to make sure there is a market for it but it also creates these kind of rabid fandoms that and it puts it sure so did. much pressure on the dev team.
0: Mm. Cuz that in terms of marketing that video game and there's been a lot of uh, questionable things about the marketing. But it it has certainly succeeded in terms of people being ravenous for that video game. So.
1: I've read briefly about that. that They were very, like, what is it? Aggressive and leaning into gamer culture stuff. Is that the deal?
0: Yeah, yeah. It was a bit edgy. Edgelord, I believe, is the term (laughs) they use Mm -hmm. online. Not to my tastes, and certainly probably one of the things that uh, made me go, I don't get why we're all excited about this because it wasn't appealing to me but it it certainly appealed to a mass for sure and Mm. yeah i wonder how much
1: say the devs had over that i mean are often too much yeah they're often different departments like i know Mm.
0: uh
1: like we had no say over the marketing well at the highest level like i'm sure ken levine had say over the marketing for bioshock infinite but like those
0: people do, but yeah, yeah you won't. Like, no. <laughs> whatsoever.
1: No, I we had a whole conversation. Cause the key art, when you go to buy the box art for, for Bioshock Infinite, it's like Booker with a they, they showed us a couple oh, I of options. That dude and, with
0: gun. and
1: we focus tested them and basically the the option that always won the focus test was the one that had the man with the biggest gun. And as soon, if you mm. made the gun bigger, people liked it more. Like, to a degree, that was absurd. <laughs> like, there's a direct <laughs> correlation between how much people liked
0: the game and how big the gun was. That's crazy. That covered... No, that mm-hmm. one's better. Look at that. Look at that gun. Okay. And look how, look how Whereas, big if we that, that dude city is. Or the
1: environment art or the things that the, the team was passionate about. You know, that's not... That's all it's yeah. They want to see the really big gun. <laughs> uh,
0: that's, yeah. I, I shoot don't. things with a big gun, right? That's yeah. what goes down. Like, <laughs> are we correct? Ooh, yeah. That gun's
1: big. And you know, yeah. on the one <laughs> hand, was... you want to keep your job, <laughs> so you kind of want the marketing team to do with it. Like you want the marketing team to represent the game well. You don't want them to lie. Yes. Uh, but within within not lying, you want to trust them to do what they have to do to make sure that you keep your job. <laughs> That's the other side of yeah, it. Yeah,
0: it's 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 a it's a tough balance of finding. Finding what the company is most comfortable with for what could succeed. Like, because you definitely, I mean, that's just on a personal thing, but you definitely, like, I know when I was working at Meow Wolf, when we were doing the streaming, a big thing for me was like, we should find out what the company wants the company to look like to the public. Like, let's find that out before (laughs) we do anything. But, you know, we had the luxury of doing that. We had time and no one was expecting what we were doing. So it was, you know. And, it, you know, negligible what success you have by doing that, you know, because you put out something and then maybe it's not actually what the public think of as your thing. So it's it's a tough balancing act, Gwen. Definitely.
1: It is. And Indies is very different, too. Like we tend to um, like the micro strategy would be don't announce your game at all until six months before launch and then build the hype train immediately. Uh, but I mean, mm. we're making such smaller bets. When we were indie, it's just not comparable. Well,
0: yeah, I, do, I Like, I can't. F- I mean, No Man's Sky, I guess, is an example of an indie game that was
1: that's a pushed bigger budget game. I, I, <laughs> was, I should <laughs> yeah. say smaller budget, Certainly. S- like yeah. smaller budget, ten True. to twenty dollar price point indie. Uh, yeah, which is not the which is not the smallest imaginable indie. There's obviously indies that are like bedroom indies or oh, yeah, or just making like like solo devs and so forth.
0: It's not going to make the news if Lab Rat launches in a not working state and the audience for it are mad. Like in the UK, the national news at 6 p.m. is not going to have a story about no. it. Like it's it's <laughs> not that level.
1: Well, we don't know. It could be a chance, maybe. Let me we see. Do, we don't know. That's pipe. true. That's true.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah like, no, it might yeah. be. It'd be like Gwen Frey <laughs> launches new broken game.
1: <laughs> like. Oh my god! I want to be famous enough someday that when I like. You know, you know you're famous when if you quit and go move to a different project, there's an article about you, on like yeah. gamesindustry.biz. is, like that'd yeah, be cool. Yeah, that
0: that is big. Yeah, that is yeah, where whenever like the the most recent I think it was people leaving Bioware, like you're you're pretty big when you're when you're named people yeah leaving Bioware I mean if they they just say they have left
1: see the thing is there it's like direct some directors from Bioware have left it's like okay that's your story Mm. but every now and then you get a story that's like xyz chose to move from this company to this company I'm like wow you just named that person as if I know who they are
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're a big enough deal
1: a big enough deal that you assume I know who they are and why this matters I want to be that kind of big deal that'd be I don't really want to be that kind of big deal that seems like a lot of responsibility actually
0: I was gonna. I was wondering when that, t- like yeah, that no. no, I'm turn that turn around. No, I turned that around real fast.
1: Seem to be. <laughs> I just realized what that would mean. Nah, <laughs> never you mind. You
0: want to be like king of the world, at like any point. You know what? I, I, could I rule don't, this place.
1: God, no, no. I want to be like you know the ideal person to be is one of those people that makes awesome games and nobody really knows your name. Like, you know, I you know name, your video name games. The, and you see, this even at larger studios. Name the like. Head, who is the designer behind Halo? Can't
0: yeah, name them. I have no idea. That's ideal. That's the ideal situation. Yeah, like, I know. I lo- I know. I like a Halo. Exactly. I know Bungie. I know that name. I know the studio's name. But yeah, I couldn't tell you any of those people.
1: Yeah, and you don't get that when you're. Uh, I mean, I understand. So a big part of being indie, especially if you're making something like a puzzle game, is it's very beneficial to be out there and to have a person be kind of part of the brand because. Yeah there's something like say you go and you buy a chair from a store right you you buy that chair and you're like you maybe that chair was made in a factory maybe it was made well maybe it wasn't you don't really know where it comes from you like it and you appreciate it as a chair but if you go and you see like there this is a person that was trained by the Amish and you watch them make that chair and you know that it was an artisanally crafted chair you appreciate the chair more you're willing hmm. to pay more for it you like it uh you like that chair for different reasons and I think that's there's something about being indie that has a lot more of that second feeling that feeling of this is an artisanally crafted thing for you especially with puzzle games where you need so much trust where you need something where if if somebody doesn't get a puzzle there's a chance they think it's your fault and that it's bullshit and so you need them to like be like no no wait I just haven't figured it out yet and so it's beneficial to kind of have that sort of artisanal feel to it it's beneficial to kind of be like no this is a this was made by somebody who knows what they're doing, and I'm going to stick with it because there's, this is building to something, you know.
0: Yeah, completely. I completely agree. I, I strongly agree yeah. with with that assertion. But
1: I will say, but, it yeah. does suck. <laughs> 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 it's, yeah, it sucks being public sometimes. It sucks. Just like this podcast is fun because it's just you and me, and I don't uh, haven't yeah. experienced any fallout from this yet but like
0: it's it's artisanally edited so uh don't worry
1: (laughs) that's the the, i i appreciate your artisanal work and i appreciate you talking to me this week
0: (laughs) thank you very much gwen it's been great talking to you too
1: it's always a pleasure this has been gwen Frey and chris slight and you've been in the dialogue box